What is going on, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Beyond Rad podcast. My name is Chad, and this week we were joined by Blake Roses of the band O Weatherly. So, O Weatherly is a super rad band. I've been listening to them for the past few years, and I never cease to be amazed at how cool their music is, how fun it is to listen to, and it was just really cool getting to, to talk with Blake and learn a little bit more about the music, a little bit more about the band and the journey that they've come on, and as you can tell by my voice, I'm a little bit sick right now, but don't worry, this re- this interview was recorded prior to me being sick, so it won't sound so awful the whole time, but... Uh, I'm really, once again, excited for you guys to hear this interview. I'm going to link all the the band members, all of their social media pages down below. They're super active on their social, so give them a follow. Let them know how much you like their music, if you do. Hopefully you do, because I love it. Um, and just let them know, because I think these guys would really appreciate it. And send them some love. Tell them that I sent you. And without further ado, let's just jump right on in. So uh, once again, <laughs> thanks for joining me on the podcast, bro. I uh, I'm super pumped. For sure, same, yeah. So thanks for having me. Heck yeah, dude. So uh, first off, I'm a really big fan of you guys' music. I uh, I found out about you guys. It would have been in 2017 with uh, your initial EP that you released, and uh, been a fan ever since. So <laughs> thank you. Sick man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, heck yeah, man. So tell me a little bit about yourself and then, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the band as well. Um, me, uh, I don't know. I, I never have to talk about myself I don't <laughs> do any interviews, so I've never had to think about this. Um, I am a singer, <laughs> vegetarian, and that sums me up in a nutshell. <laughs> awesome. You're a Texan, right? I am. I'm from Texas. Well, sort of. I grew up in North Carolina and then moved to Texas in high school. Hey, both great states, man. Well, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of like North Carolina better. I'm not a giant fan of Texas, but I just got stuck here after after <laughs> the schoolage. Heck yeah, man. That's that's kind of how it works. Wh- which part of North Carolina are you from? I'm from High Point. That's where I grew up. Okay, where's High Point at? I I know like Raleigh, um, and then I know Charlotte. Those are like the two yeah, areas like, I know. I think it's like like an hour from Raleigh. Oh, okay, cool. I yeah. uh I went out to I I love North Carolina. My sister in law lives just outside of Charlotte, and it's freaking gorgeous out there. By the way, if I'm wrong about my geography, just so I don't get roasted, I just freestyled everyone. So <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'm 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 not a geography whiz, so. So uh, either way, I'm fine with uh, with you just freestyling. Oh, so awesome, love that. <laughs> yeah, Twitter just likes to roast me, so I got to prepare. Dude, that's that's the worst. <laughs> A bunch of haters. <laughs> did you good. did you see the uh, the Wendy's roast that happened today? Oh gosh, no. I've I've seen some of them. Dude, they uh, it was great. They actually they're ro- like state champs that got roasted and. Uh, Victory Records got roasted. It was fun. What? <laughs> yeah. It was wow. uh so state no, champs was like roast us and uh and basically, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what was said, but uh but 
uh, Wendy's was like, well, yeah, you know, we just basically found some old stacks and wanted to to recreate newfound glory. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was, it was That's great. That's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they roasted some, uh, like this kid posted one and they were like, did you get your bedspread at hot topic? It was great. There was, it must've been a kid who was from the scene back in the day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was pretty that's, fun <laughs> yeah that's cool that's that's great marketing too heck yeah dude i i just it's always fun to uh you know i always love reading the the wendy's roasts but it's even better when For it's sure. when it's in the the scene that i'm a fan of so <laughs> yeah I, I can't believe it got connected to the right music scene. yeah dude it's it's just great so um so you said you in a nutshell as a singer and a vegetarian how long have you been a vegetarian uh, I've, I've been a vegetarian only for about like a little over a year. Okay. You know? What inspired yeah. it? Uh, I don't, I don't fully have an answer to this. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of started from the idea that mostly just experimenting, trying to be vegetarian. Like, could I live without meat? Is, is it like easy? And it started because of the concept of how, don't like need meat to survive anymore and yeah i don't know that's yeah. that's cool yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I actually have a friend who uh who's vegan and he said that he just is like he does rock climbing and uh and he said he's just constantly has more energy he atrophies less in terms of if he's not working out he doesn't get weak super fast he's like it just is great so i mean for me, it I guess meat is just kind of normal to eat, but makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I don't know. You know. So how long have you been? How long you been singing for? Um, since I was about sixteen. When I was about sixteen, my friend came over with an acoustic guitar. I never really listened to music my whole life. Oh, really? And uh, and my friend came over with an acoustic guitar. I thought it was so cool. And he, he had like learned to play some chords and stuff like that. And so we started messing around with, with like, I don't know, just like I was, I was singing, I was God awful, but <laughs> you know, that's how it starts. That's, and, that's how uh, 16 year olds are, man. It's good. <laughs> yeah. And so since I couldn't sing, I actually made a metal band and I couldn't play any instruments yet. And then I learned to play bass because we didn't have a bassist. So I was like, whatever, I'll play bass and sing, scream. <laughs> And so I did that, and the, then the band ended when I was 18. But the other singer of that band taught me everything I know about songwriting. So oh, awesome. I learned a ton during that time frame. And when I was 18, I was like, I never even wanted to do metal. I've always wanted to do like like alternative rock or like like more poppy stuff. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going to go for it. And I asked some of the other, other members... I was like, yo, you guys want to be in a band? And they actually, I, they didn't trust me to be a front man. Like, cause I was like the bassist, singer, screamer. And then there was another, there was like another singer, which was technically the front man. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, like whatever. I'll, I'll write a song. And if it's good, uh, like I'll send it to you. And so I wrote a song that's not out anymore. And I recorded it with some like old friends mm -hmm. from the music scene, and uh, and I sent it over to uh, one of our past members, and I was like, "Yo, what do you think?" 
and he loves it. And he flew back from California to write the EP long nights and heavy hearts with me. Wow. And then, yeah, that's sick. So how did you go from not really listening to a whole lot of music to like jumping into a metal band? That's, it's a pretty big leap. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it happened over like the span of a year, basically. Okay. I was in high school. I played video games and I, I was angsty. All the, the freaking, <laughs> the typical teenage, yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know. And, you know, you're mad at your parents all the time. One of the punch a TV. I punched a TV with a boxing glove once. That's a side story, but um, <laughs> well, well, I, I think we're gonna have to go back to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that sums it up. Oh, that was it. There was no reason. Just kind of put a boxing boxing glove and just punched a TV. Yeah, I mean, you know, mom took my my laptop away. Need that thing. That's play. That's some video games to tend to. <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. That's hilarious. What games do you yeah. did you play? Uh, I, I used to be obsessed with this one game called Combat Arms. It's like, it's not even like a, a mainstream game or anything. But was it like a shooter yeah. or was it like yeah, a? It's like a first-person shooter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> so, do you still yeah. play games, or you just now you just focus on writing music? What's uh... I don't even really have time for it, honestly. But I mean, recently, I just I'm getting in more uh, more into like co-writing and and producing sometimes uh and like recording bands <clears throat> now so i don't really have a whole lot of time that's awesome though the only thing i i really do which i'm trying not to is netflix <laughs> because it, it i get sucked into a freaking tv show i just Dude. watch travelers oh man and i cannot stop yeah it just it's addicting it yeah that happens yeah at the <laughs> end of it, I, I just finished recording a band an ep for a band and every day, like near the end of the sessions, I, would, I catch myself just thinking about wanting to watch the TV show. <laughs> it was really bad. Oh it, my gosh, it was getting, it was getting bad. I've, getting I've definitely, I've definitely been there, done that. That's uh, that's yeah. a, an addiction that I think a lot of people have nowadays. And there's there's so many good shows that it's like, yeah, you you literally could just keep going and going and. And then the yeah. office is on there, so you could all, you know, if of you're course, like, that's, oh, that's just like when you're doing nothing. Exactly. You're just like, office. I just, yeah, I just want to have the office playing at all times because it's the office. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Funny. So how did you make the transition um, from being like just the, the, the lead singer to, to starting to produce and, and <clears throat> record music for other people as well? Um, I guess it kind of just stemmed from, the fact that that like I don't know just songwriting for a Weatherly and then and that's just kind of what I or like I don't know that's that's what I have to show for basically yeah so it's a pretty solid resume just, yeah I mean I just you know I just put that out anybody want to work with me in it and it worked for some reason so so here we are <laughs> that's awesome man so <laughs> I I'm I'm very interested because. First off, the, you know, um, the, uh, what's it, what is it? I, I always mix up when they're longer titles, but the long nights and heavy hearts, um, yeah. that EP, you, you wrote it with a former member of your band, you said, right? Yes. Yes. So you were, you wrote it, you recorded it. Um, tell me a little bit about kind of like the trajectory from that kind of inception point 
writing the the EP and kind of moving forward? So that EP was kind of like, so I was, I was 18 when we started writing that one. Okay. And, uh, 18 and 19. And, uh, and I don't really know. It was, it felt like it was kind of just all accidents. Like, like we didn't really know what we were doing necessarily. I was, I was using like, like structuring type ideas similar to what I learned from that other lead singer I told you about. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't know, I was just trying, I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how we kept writing part to part. I don't know how the songs came together. I couldn't tell you. It just accidentally happened. And, and so I didn't know how recording worked either. Okay. Cause we went, we went to some very renowned producers, ZK productions. Okay. And, um, and I thought that the EP just had to be just flawless and finished by the time we got in there. So that's what we did. We like finished it off and we got there. And I think there was like one vocal part or like one chorus that I couldn't, that I was like freaking out about. And I was like riding on the road and trying to like figure it out. And then, yeah. You know, and then I realized that like it's not a big deal, and you know you kind of structure things in the studio too. <laughs> and then anyway, I just got super off topic, but <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's what this is yeah, about, man. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so yeah. it was a it was a Bob uh, Ross happy accident, huh? It was. It was just that, and that, that's just kind of what O Weatherly was. And and when we first came out with that EP, and I do agree that one sounds a lot more like Bay Day Parade. But I was really, I was really wanting to be Ronnie Radke. Hey, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. He's phenomenal. I, yeah, I, I loved him. But I mean, he's a phenomenal, phenomenally talented guy. So for sure, I yeah. can't blame you. But I just thought he was cool. And I, I wanted to be him when I was younger. That's so awesome. That's, yeah. So I don't know why that EP came out like it did. I don't know how it came out. Then the Make You Right EP we did. Um, that was kind of while we were talking with Hopeless Records. Okay. Um, and that was, I, f- I felt like it was kind of where we prove ourselves if we can do it again. Yeah. Basically. So we wrote that one. We recorded it in Seattle with Casey Bates. And, uh, and that one was, was, I don't really know how to explain it. It, it was it was very raw O Weatherly. Yeah. Like there was no there was no added production in the studio really other than like claps and, and shakers. But like I mean that's just like what it was, what we wrote is yeah. right there. And uh I, I there are some songs in there that I think are, are pretty cool and they have cool parts. But definitely it was rushed a little bit. And so and we kinda rushed it out with hopeless and then looks like oxygen was really when i started to understand songwriting and like i don't know and i and i also worked with the drummer jake from mayday brady co-produced the record so oh that's awesome i i got to call him and be like hey man i have this this like i don't know this part and i would like sing and play an acoustic or i'd send him voice memos like tell me what you think and he would always tell me something that I that I like stick to now and what I always say, I like it, but I don't love it. <laughs> and and so he and he'd be like, write something new or or whatever. 
And, uh, and yeah, and that one just, I don't know. There's a lot of, a lot of mental breakdowns in that album. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, that's, that's funny that, you know, that phrase, I, I mean, I've, I've heard it a lot and like, you know, there's a lot of times where, you know, my wife asks, Oh, what do you think of dinner? Oh, I like it. I don't love it, but I like, it. you know, that's, that's trouble right there. But, uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, it's still a compliment, but it's also like, I know your potential. And, uh, sure. and so that's kind of cool. I like that. And it's cool that you have that, you know, you, you had, he had that kind of trust. You had that trust in with each other to, to be able to make that happen. Cause I think that's really important to have mentors. It is. And there's also a thing where like, I, I, so I'm very introverted and like I can, I can say in the producing world, I can work with practically anybody mm -hmm. and like accommodate to their needs. But when it comes to like my writing or my, like my songs, I can't work with like hardly anybody. I, and I found that out the hard way, but Jake is such a good person and like is genuinely like a humble guy. Yeah. And I don't know, working with them was so sick and it it's very rare that practically anybody like I don't know, works together like we do. Like that sounded super intimate. It was <laughs> not supposed to be that hardcore, but No, that's no, I think <laughs> I think there is like a a level of of just like it's a different type of relationship in terms of like there's yeah, there's working like, relationships there's friendship chemistry. yeah exactly yeah there's like friendships there's there's working relationships but then there's like there's like a relationship that that basically has a level of of added communication and and added trust that that it sounds like you guys reached in terms of allowing that the you know to make your your album better to make your talents shine more yeah that's that's super sick i love that so how did, yeah. how did that get set up? Um, cause obviously, you know, you said that you, you learned you can't work with a whole lot of people. So were you kind yeah. of bouncing around? Is that how it kind of happened? Or? No, I mean, I was just working on my own. I wasn't even looking to work with anybody. Oh, okay. I just meant kind of like producer wise and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, working, I, I don't know. It takes a certain person to make you feel comfortable and just like all of the right things. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to find the right group of people because you go to the best producer in the world, but if he makes you feel you or makes you feel uncomfortable, like it's going to be just a little frustrating and, and just yeah. that much less exciting for sure. And it's stifling of your creativity too. For sure. Yeah. You're not going to branch out and try something new that you may not be comfortable with at that point. Yeah. So when it, when it came to lips like oxygen, which once again, I, uh, I'm kind of fanboying here, but, uh, I'm a huge fan. I love the album. I think it's a phenomenal <laughs> album you, and it flows really great. So, you know, you, you said you, you went from really, really, really trying to make sure everything was polished and finished before going into the studio for your first EP Then your second EP, you're like kind of rushed through. So how did you kind of balance things while doing lips like oxygen? <clears throat> Uh, well, I have like, like five months notice that we should go in and record four or five months and, uh, or that we should like have our album done by then. Mm -hmm. And so like two months before I, I had some like scratches and some demos sort of, and, uh, two months before I, I took off work 
until I was going to go record and just to write the album. So I'd just sit in my room every day and write, call Jake or whatever. And, uh, and yeah, and it's, I don't know. I had throughout each record, <laughs> I've had like very, I don't know, depressing life events that happen <laughs> somehow it's just like perfectly timed oh that's but right before each record so i had a lot to to write about which was good and a lot of feels so you yeah. know yeah and so that's it all it all came out that's I got, very... I got a little angry on that record <laughs> i normally like the other records are all sad and and kind of like about like i don't know just like m- freaking morning basically <laughs> and and this record was i don't know after i heard it and when it was being put together i was like wow this is like kind of unlike me <laughs> <laughs> but it's but, you at the same time <laughs> but it's, it is you know it's it's those things that i don't show but like the emotions that are there and that i've felt and stuff like that so i think that's one of the magic magical parts about creativity um I've I've talked about this with a few different people, like a few different musicians who, you know, when they're writing their songs and stuff, it's uh, it's kind of the only time that they find themselves being brutally honest. Definitely. And that's that's kind of why writing is so addicting to me, because it's to me, it's kind of just like the only way I can like properly express my emotions is sitting in a room with a salt lamp. God, I'm so basic. <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's great i mean you, those are those the little pink lamps right those little like salt yeah okay yeah. i've 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 seen them but i i didn't know like much about i don't know much about them yeah, like, i hear they're, they're really good yeah, for like energy or something <laughs> yeah that's cool yeah. <laughs> so um <laughs> no i think i i just think that's that's really cool so when you're when you're sitting down and you're writing a song is it is it something that like you have a moment like something happens and then you just immediately go to writing and that's how it flows. Or is it like you're kind of reminiscing on, on things that have happened and that's how the song flows. How, when you're sitting down to write something, how does it kind of come to you? It kind of depends, but most of the time it just happens and that's it. And there's not really a way for me to describe it other than like, it's just like, combination of what i'm feeling that comes out without me thinking it okay so usually a vibe uh, on guitar will start like i'll start to write a i'm saying it like i'm not doing it (laughs) i'll start start to play like i don't know just just a chord progression or something and just just when you hear the right one for whatever you're feeling you just know and then i don't know and then I don't know. You just start messing around. It's always such an interesting thing. Like when people are really good at, at what they do, uh, they don't know how to explain how they do what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really have no idea. It, I, I, I think that just shows the authenticity of it. I think that's, that's basically what it's saying is it, it only comes when, when like you are, basically you're you're preparing yourself you're always kind of thinking of of ways to to be the singer that you are and so the fact that you define yourself as two things a singer and a vegetarian 
kind of shows that that you that you have that kind of prioritized as part of your life being that singer and so it makes sense to me that that would be the the way that things go just kind of naturally falls into place for sure yeah so one of my favorite things that you guys did um is you did a commentary of your um your first ep and kind of talked about all the different songs and the process there um have you guys thought about doing something like that for the lips like uh, oxygen? I have, but I don't think I've actually sat down and done a couple of videos for a couple of the songs, but for some reason I, I didn't think I could, I could justify the songs properly or or really, I don't know. I, I couldn't talk about them in the way that I felt about them, if that makes sense. Yeah. And and I felt like I wasn't doing it them I wasn't doing them justice. Yeah. And I didn't I don't know, I didn't like it. Kind of so, felt like it was a disservice to to what you had already created. Pretty much. I felt like I, I just had this thought like that the song is what it is and that is what is talking. Yeah. I think that's that's cool because there's there's obviously within a song a lot left up to interpretation for the listener as yeah, well. So for sure. it maintains that magic. Yeah. I mean I've 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 told quite a bit of my stories and stuff like that. Yeah. Overall. So so really, you know, people can get the idea. I know people would like to hear my exact story and me talk about it. But I don't know. I, f- I feel like sometimes like sh- the more I share of my personal life, the like, I don't know, the deeper I get in, in something, <laughs> some, some fig- figurative way of saying, I just get like, people get to know me too well. That makes sense. I mean, it's just like a little bit uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's actually something that, that I find would be super difficult, especially so I'm, I'm quite a bit more extroverted. You could probably tell by how kind of yeah, much I talk, your, but uh, <laughs> your job description as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, your job description kind of assumes a role of, of extrovertedness yes. too, being the front man. Right. Um, yeah. And so like, how, how is that? Like, obviously your band is I mean, it's on hopeless records, so you're not, you're not small. You're, you've, you've got quite a bit of following. How, how is that kind of balancing that privacy versus like being, it's it's normal and nobody really, nobody would know that I was introverted unless I'm saying it. Yeah. Because I, it's not that I'm like acting or faking or anything. I just, when I'm in my, my element or my zone, I'm like a whole different person. That makes sense. Oh, it makes complete sense. I, there's a, there's actually a Ted talk about that. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. He's a professor at like Cambridge or Georgetown or something. And he talks about how he's super introverted, but that when he's being a professor, he, his, he becomes extroverted because it's, he's kind of stepping into that role and he assumes all the responsibilities of that role. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, you know, I'm also in 
doing what my passion is. So it just, I feel great and it's just good vibes. So I'm, I'm comfortable for the moment, but in a, in a natural setting, if I was say at like a, like a club or something, I, I would not know. <laughs> you wouldn't, wouldn't be going out there. People. I don't, I don't, I don't make friends. That's not what I, what I go out <laughs> and do. It's just like, it's too much. So you have, you have your very core select friends and that's, that's pretty much your, uh, your plans. <laughs> uh, sort of. I don't really know how I describe how I work with friends. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I just, I, I think it's, I think it's cool. Like personalities to me are, are so interesting because, because of the fact that you said that it changes based upon the scenario and, and, uh, so, I mean, in terms of like your writing process, how much of that process is like kind of uh, influenced by like your whole writing process? How much is that influenced by um, like your introvertedness in terms of are you writing everything like very, very much secluded in your room with the with the salt lamp or is it you kind of collaborate a lot? How does that kind of work out with your uh, with the way that? that you write? I mean, other than like the band itself, just kind of in the room. <laughs> that's, that's about it. Just, just having them there. And do they help write a lot or is it you primarily kind of sit down and write it all? I don't want to comment too much on this topic, but no, no problem. Just because it's just like, a, I don't know. We have like a very select, I don't want to make it seem like it's less than it is because each member has like a really, a really, unique thing that they bring to the writing process, whatever it is, I I think it's equally important. Oh, for sure. uh, And, and yeah, that's, we, I mean, each member helps out in a different way. And, and I mean, I do most of the structuring and, and stuff like that. And yeah. And when I have like a, like kind of like a song structure or, or like parts and stuff like that, then, then they'll come in there. It's, we've never done anything to where we're all sitting together and we start, we write together like yeah. on the spot. That's never happened, but, okay. but I don't know. It's, it's a weird process and, and it changes every song. That's cool. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't want you to like, if, if any of that stuff is like, nah, that's just something I don't want to talk about in terms of like, that's more of like the band. I, I it's kind of personal. That's totally fine. Don't even. Don't even fret. Just tell me no. (laughs) I, uh, I, but, but I just, the reason I ask this stuff is I just find it. um, I just love picking the brains of people who, who are really good at their, their art. And so that's why I ask is because, because your band, all of the members of the band are just really good at what they do. And so I just find it really cool to kind of learn a little bit more. Yeah, man. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot. So, um, I'm, I want to kind of go into story time real quick. Um, yeah. You you just you just went on a massive U.S. tour, <laughs> and uh, I, I that was that your first major tour. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that. I know. I mean, one of my story, one of the stories I really want to hear about is obviously the the getting stuck in the snow. I uh, I follow God. you guys. Yeah. I follow you guys on all your social media and stuff, and I was like, oh that that just looks so miserable i'm so sad for them but uh tell me a little bit about about that whole tour and and uh 
just kind of like that experience. Yeah, it was wild. A lot of people have asked me about this tour and, and like, you can really only sum it up. You can't, there's, can't I can't tell. Every there's just story, too much. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, there's so much, but it's insane. You know, it's, and it was, it was an honor and just something that every, every time I watched Mayday Parade at the end of the night, you just kind of just watch and I would just appreciate, you just appreciate the fact that you were there Yeah, because that's insane. And, and that's kind of what it was for all of us. We we're just super appreciative and, and we were working really hard. Uh, our tour manager was, was like pushing us and, and to, to just improve every day and get better. So he'd take notes every night. And, uh, and so, yeah, we, we just did our best and, and we loved every second of it. There's, I mean, the cons of that tour worked so minimal yeah that uh, that they're gone i don't think about <laughs> anything i don't even remember anything bad about the tour even the snowstorm is somehow a fun memory that's so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean if, since you want to hear about the snowstorm um it was a it was a three-hour drive to sayerville new jersey where we were playing that night mm-hmm and, uh, and so we're like, cool, yeah, we can do that in the morning. We'll wake up early and we'll get there early. And so we left at like, I don't even remember what time, probably like 8 a.m. We ended up getting there at 10 p.m. Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. A three-hour yeah. drive turns into, uh, what was that, 14 hours? Yeah, it, a long time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Too long. And we got stuck multiple times, actually. So, And then I would put the snow chains on. And I was the only one with gloves. So Oh, that's fortunate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was out there putting the snow chains on every time we would get stuck. We got stuck two other times other than the main one. And, and then we finally got stuck. It was like probably 6 PM and we got stuck like for sure. <laughs> just, oh my goodness. just there chains on sideways on a mountain on the road. Oh my goodness. Just, done and <laughs> people were stacked up behind us and in front of us and they would come up to the van and we we're like dude i don't know and we tried to call triple a and they were like yeah so basically we can't send anybody out until like tomorrow is basically what they told us and we we're like we, we just at that point we were laughing you kind of have to right <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were just like this is so messed up <laughs> it sucks so bad and so and we, we we had decided to ourselves that we were just staying there for the night like that's just how it was yeah my voice just cracked so hard <laughs> that's totally fine <laughs> it's it's yeah puberty starts late for some people but uh crap was the saying you were gonna oh, yeah. stay there for such a long time <laughs> yeah and then we were like no, or actually Brady, our tour manager, was like, no. He called the police and the and they sent out like a police tow truck. It didn't even charge us money. I don't know why, but I appreciate it. That's awesome. And we got dragged up the mountain by a police tow truck. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty love, cool. I love that. That's uh, it's you're right though. You kinda the only thing you can do at that point is just laugh and, yeah. and accept it. Yeah. 
gotta, you gotta keep the good vibes up because they suck so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so was that, I mean, it seems like, like from all the, like the tour recap videos and like all the, the little stories and stuff throughout the tour that, uh, that you guys seem to just get like closer and closer and become like better and better friends throughout the tour. It just kind of, kind of seemed like the tour was like, I don't know, kind of a fresh opportunity for all of you to just jump head on in and, and I guess commit really fully to, uh, to the music. Is that, is that a pretty, uh, pretty accurate description? For sure. Yeah. We, we, we bonded a lot on that tour. We got to know each other's like real personalities throughout that, that two month period. And our, our stage chemistry improved so much and, yeah, just a combination of all of that. We're all we're all just brutally honest with each other now. Yeah. So there's there's no no hidden drama, no nothing. Just That's like, awesome. Just straight up with each other. Dude, leave me alone. <laughs> I, like like that's fine. You know. Yeah. So. See, I, I that's that's something that I feel like would be awkward at first, but then just natural eventually. <laughs> yeah. So. So in terms of you were saying that your uh, your tour manager was kind of like giving you notes and saying here's what we need to improve. Was he talking about like the 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 live show? Just kind of like here's what we can do to improve the stage presence. Is that kind of what he was he was doing? Basically, yeah, and just like your performance and what you need to work. Like even sometimes instrumentals, stuff like that. Kind of just to like tighten things up, clean it up a bit. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, that's, that's cool. I've, I've actually not known a whole lot about like band managers and stuff. So he's, he's pretty heavily involved in the process then, huh? Yeah, it was, it was our first time uh, on tour with him, but he actually, he was actually one of the guys that, that co-produced on our album. Oh, okay. Cause he was, uh, he lived in the house we did it at. So okay. we got to know him there and then we learned he did some tour managed stuff and he wanted to come out with us. So. That's super cool, man. I like that. I like that. So I'm going to kind of jump back in time real quick. Um, You said that as you were recording the second EP, that uh, that was when you were kind of starting to talk with Hopeless Records. Um, How, what was that process like starting to, I mean, because Hopeless Records, I mean, that's pretty, pretty awesome. You know, you've got, you've got obviously newfound glories on there, all time lows on there. I mean, there's some, some neck deep. There's some really, really strong talent alongside you so when you're when you're going through that process of i guess uh discussing you know potential future with hopeless what's what's kind of going through your head at that moment it was it was it was definitely crazy to i remember us going wild one night (laughs) uh some some members had too much to drink and played a terrible show because we were on tour and uh it was we have a great story because of that, but <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I remember getting the news that like hopeless, like the final news that like they wanted to sign us. And, um, and I don't know, it was, it was something that I'm a very business oriented person. Sure. So I, I, I don't get excited yet. I <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. like until I know the true details, the T's are, are crossed, the I's are dotted. Type yeah. Thing. What? Yeah. And, and what's the true T here? 
Yeah. Like, is this some boiling tea? Or are we think, <laughs> talking like some rim temp or, you know, is it just hot enough? Hey, that's a good pun. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get up with that on the spot. That's yeah, nice. that's good. That was good. I like it. <laughs> it's warm, the warm tea. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was great. I mean, we actually, we had the chance to go into their office and meet them. And I love going back to Hopeless now. Like, yeah. I haven't met a team of anything that nice and just amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I walk in there, it's, there's so many women in the workplace too. And they're all so sweet and it's just showered with hugs and I don't know. They're, they're just great people. Yeah. It's, it's good vibes. I love, I love following their Instagram cause they, it seems like it is that way. Just a lot of good vibes. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when, when, uh, when it kind of came out, was it basically some, they came to one of your shows? How, how did it kind of originate? They did come to one, uh, in California. Okay. Um, but that was after they had talked to us. So it started because our manager hit up their VP A&R and, uh, it was like, Hey, I have this band in town. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> what is happening here? It's all good, man. It's, you just need your salt lamp next to you. That's all. Dude. <laughs> Thank God that doesn't happen when I play shows. <laughs> um, yeah, he was like, I have this band in town. I'm going to get roasted so hard for this. <laughs> for real. Don't um, worry. People love you, man. That's it. When they roast you, it's, it's because they care. You know? I know. I know. I know. Yeah. But <laughs> crap. Was I talking about it again? Oh, yeah. You, the band is so, in town. <laughs> yeah, the band's in town. Do you want to, like, is it cool if they come and play an acoustic set for you? Uh, and so somehow they said yes, or he said yes. And we went to his house, uh, like right by Hollywood, and played an acoustic set. We actually went, <laughs> never mind, I can't. <laughs> we went and temporarily purchased guitars and, like, <laughs> djembe and when you say temporarily uh, you just returned it later that day we don't there are no deep no more deep <laughs> but we've we've all done something like that before maybe not with guitars but with something it was important i i hope they'd understand oh i've got friends who bought tvs for the super bowl and then returned them you know they oh got my, like a nine yeah. like a big like yeah, 80 inch tv yeah so so i mean i mean granted though guitar <laughs> i guess could be around the same price range so <laughs> yeah but that's important. Yeah, you, you, that, that was, you know, that was career defining right there. So that's, that's important sure. stuff. Yeah. And so we played the set and, and, uh, and he kind of commented on it and, and I don't know, said he, he enjoyed it. And then we kind of, we got hooked up with our next producer there. Actually, he referred us to Casey Bates okay. who did uh, Pierce of Ale's first album. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Dang. White girls coming out. <laughs> oh man. Don't don't worry, man. It it'll be fine. No one no one will even notice. I'll, oh, I'll no, do I was some talking about how I said that. I, I said that one on purpose. The, the, the voice cracks. Those are separate. Those aren't those aren't white girl, those are those are little boy. Little oh, boy coming out. That's that's okay. <laughs> So, I mean, 
was that like super nerve wracking or was it kind of like because you were already in your element that was kind of just a another walk in the park type thing i i i wasn't able to reach that element yet so yes it was nerve wracking <laughs> i i wasn't confident enough yet and it took that second ep and like i don't know just just getting signed to really see everything for what it was. Yeah. Basically start to, to realize that, that you can, that you're going to be fine no matter what. It's going to work out. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think it's because I have this, this certain aura about me that this is how I see it. I don't know if this is real, but I think that I come off cocky to some people or just like, I don't know, something like that. Hmm. I'm really not that way. And I think people do not compliment me or, or like, I don't know, know, give me validation because they think I'm already there. Interesting. That's funny because when I like, you know, looking at like, obviously Instagram and social media, it's, it's, it's obviously kind of how you want it to be portrayed. But I mean, every time I see it, it just seems like, very authentic like you know you getting your fingernails painted by your sister and (laughs) yeah i I try to keep it that way i i really want to be raw and and like real i i don't want to be this thing like i I want people to see the real me and like you know know who the the real me is and not have to like hide anything because that sounds like a really stressful life yeah for sure so Try to keep it keep it real, not mean, and that's just how I do it. Just keep it real. <laughs> that's that's great. I I mean, like I said, the there's, there's like there's obvious positive vibes from the team from the the crew. You know, the whole band. There just seems to be a lot of just I don't know. I I think it's I think I would kind of uh, maybe define it as like excitement for life from all of you guys. You guys kind of just seem super pumped on life, and I think that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah An- angel and i are like like probably the closest members in the band uh-huh. and uh and so we call each other when we need some like i don't know just, we need when we need to get pumped up like yeah. we just launched the clothing line today oh sick have heart plug and uh uh he he called me and he's he's like dude i don't know he's just all pumped and excited and you know we build off of each other in that way so that's we'll awesome. always call each other and we're when we're working on stuff or whatever. That's so cool. What's the name of the clothing line? It's called Half Heart. Sick. I'm going to, yeah, I'll make he, sure that I include that in the description for, uh, for anyone listening. So that way, yeah, for sure. So that way he, he can he get got, some plugs. He got a face tat on the Mayday tour and that's literally what like inspired the clothing lines. Oh, it's for real? Half of a heart filled in. Yeah. Okay. His face. <laughs> Is it like a, a bro, like the little jagged edges on the side and stuff? Yeah. It's, it's not jagged on his face, but it is online. Oh, okay, cool, man. Yeah. So um, this is this is probably a, a topic of of debate. You know whose whose hair is better um, in the oh, band? God. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that's that's kind of a defining you know at, yeah. like characteristic of the band is you know the okay. long hair. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll give my honest comment on it. Um, Colton's hair hasn't been brushed since Vietnam. <laughs> And my hair gets brushed on the daily 
but Colton's hair does have this this 80s rock star vibe and look to it. So I get it. <laughs> and I think he is a great looking dude. And I would totally hold his hand on a walk in a park. But <laughs> my hair is softer. So that's that's the end of it. So yeah, girls are definitely going to be looking for, you know, running their, their fingers through your hair. So <laughs> yeah, they definitely braided mine in high school. I'm sure that happened to him. I, I believe that. <laughs> so he, he just barely graduated, didn't he? Yep. That's Dude, another crazy thing. That is so nuts. Cause that, that was when I, that was when I was like, I just first started following you guys on social media. So like I had been listening to the EP and whatnot. And then, and then I was like, oh yeah, this band, I like their music. And so I started following. And then like a couple months later, I'm like, their drummer just graduated high school. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, how did he, <laughs> he joined the band from Craigslist when he was 17. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. So how did so, the band kind of just as like kind of pulling things together, how did the band come together in the current form that it is? The current form. Um, so our, our guitarist that wrote the first EP with me, um, found angel, at a concert and it was so random. I asked him if he played guitar and Angel was like, yeah, and showed him one of our songs. And then Angel tried out on video and, uh, and sent it to me. It's like, okay, cool. Like, let me meet him. And then I met him up again to my apartment in Dallas. And, uh, and then what are the members do I have? Uh, Colton just, oh Craigslist no. <laughs> yeah Colton Bo is also from Craigslist Bo oh, was okay. the next one he was the next member we were like we need a freaking basis <laughs> he might have been before Angel I actually don't remember anyway <laughs> he, Bo was hilarious I met him Bo wasn't a frat oh okay and just has that vibe and we're like around with him about it what's that and vibe <laughs> he, he met me up at a guitar center to try out on bass he had already sent me a video but like video you can't even literally anyway it's a bass it's hard to you gotta yeah yeah and you gotta meet personality you gotta meet everything oh most definitely yeah and i was like okay he's a good looking dude like he sent me a shirtless pic so <laughs> i got like a really good no, i'm just kidding but that would have been cool <laughs> oh, uh, yeah he he showed up in khaki shorts sperry's and like a bright yellow like tank top or shirt or something. That is very fraternity and I almost related. Died. Right there. <laughs> I almost died, dude. Oh my goodness. Thank the God. Pop collar cool. and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it was no pop collar. I would, I would have just acted like I wasn't there and left. <laughs> You're like, uh, I don't recognize that guy. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, man, no, no, no. I'm not a band dude. You got the wrong guy. <laughs> Another long haired hippie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then yeah, Colton's Craigslist too, and Reese was in a. He's the newest member. He was in a local band, and from Dallas. And I knew of that band because oh, Weatherly's first show was like with them, and I remember like watching them open up, and he was playing guitar and singing, and I was like, "I guess I actually got a good voice." And yeah, so now he's our guitarist and and backup singer. Dude, that's so cool. Guitars, yeah. I love it. That's all. I just, that's so funny. Like I, uh, I, so here in Utah, we have uh, a play like uh, our site for classified stuff is KSL. And so like 
when I moved away from Utah, I was like, oh man, I need to get something. And so I, I went to Craigslist and I forgot how like outdated and just like convoluted that Craigslist is. And so I just find it funny yeah. that so many bands find band members through Craigslist. It's, it's I have awesome. no idea how it works, but I didn't know where else to look. I didn't know how else to find a member. Yeah. Like I didn't know anybody. I legit have like, like, so I, I do a little bit, like I'm going into like a, a software design cl- class and stuff. Um, like a boot camp. Yeah. And I've like, I've literally thought about just creating an app that's for bands to be able to share those videos and like do the, the, the tryouts and stuff via an app where bands are able to kind of connect that way. Cause I just, I feel like it, it would be, it's something that's needed, but, but anyway, yeah, I just thought that would be kind of cool. Um, all right. So in closing, I like to do kind of just like a little rapid fire, um, random questions. Just kind of say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. What is the the best concert or your maybe not the best, but your favorite concert that you've been to? That's another thing. I don't I don't go to concerts, but I um a, a good memory, I guess. My I think it was my first concert actually. And and I've only been to a couple. But Interesting. it was it was like Creed and uh who's that other event <laughs> it's 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 got like nickelback like two, two married couples in the band oh i uh, don't skillet. know skillet okay yeah yeah and it was my parents favorite band and uh, <laughs> I, was, I was probably like six, fifteen, sixteen, and yeah yeah those arms wide open huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic it was, it was interesting oh my goodness like, mom what is this yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness creed wow that's that's what, a major that throwback angry? yeah did somebody oh, take his yeah. laptop <laughs> did he need to punch a tv too <laughs> oh man so uh that's that's actually really interesting to me um what is your favorite movie favorite movie oh man crap um upside down which Straight one's... chick flick. It's it's underground. Okay, and it's amazing. <laughs> awesome. I and love it. You're uh, so. I guess in terms of of 2019, what are you most excited for for in 2019? Um, I I might be moving to LA in around May. I'm excited for that and heck yeah, start producing more and yeah, and just the band in general. Awesome. Well, dude, um, I, once again, am super grateful for your time. It was awesome getting to know you and, uh, thank you in spite of, you know, probably not being the most excited to, uh, to just talk to a random stranger. Thank you for taking the time to, <laughs> it's been no, awesome. Dude, it's, yeah. It's been, it's been fun, dude. It was, it was rad. And, uh, just as, as we, you know, finish everything off to anyone listening, what do you, what do you have to say just to, to close things off? Um, make sure you eat your vegetables, uh, and especially carrots. Uh, listen to O Weatherly as well on the side, but be polite to humans. And I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, that's 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 all I got. Awesome, dude. You're a champ. Have a great night, and uh, right, it's a pleasure. All right, you too, man. <laughs>